Geek Shock. It, it, that that's another one where politics got into the development because the original scope of the F thirty five was supposed to be a single fighter with slight modifications for each branch yeah. of the military, and suddenly each branch was like, "Well, it needs to do this, this, right. this, and this." The Navy, so they wound up having to yeah, really stuck completely her, so. redesign each aircraft for each branch of service. And the, the commonality of parts that was supposed to make the thing overall cheaper so that one part would fit for each fighter, that went away real quick. Which so is that's why it costs so much. Now. Really funny, too, because if you think about it, once again, like as, as Star Trek people, yeah. we would sit there and, yeah, that would be the ultimate fighter, right? Oh, you change out plug this, plug, put yeah. in that, and yep. boom, hey, we got a Navy fighter. We got a carrier exactly. fighter versus – and no. No, it, it just it – just, just didn't go that way. Well, I just know that, uh, the government of Canada, it was a major sticking point a couple years ago for the election, was to buy all these F-35 jets to defend the northern against Russia and their Arctic takeover, which is happening now. And um, the whole argument was, well, our ba- the Air Force bases up there, the Canadian Air Force, there's so, there's so much distance between them. It's not like here in the States where you have like seven up the coast of California and like another right. one in whatever. So it's like it's got to be a, a double-engine plane, twin-engine plane, because if one flames out, you're fucked mm-hmm. yeah. up there. So that's why the whole thing fell apart. But it's it's just stuff like that is fascinating. Yeah, those those documentaries just... F-23 has two engines. Yep. I'm just saying. Yeah. Welcome, <laughs> folks, to Flight Shock, <laughs> number 508. Hey, I, I feel the need. <laughs> I feel the need for <laughs> speed. 80s Jeff. F- uh, Flight Commander K. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Maverick Matt. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Maverick hey! Matt or, or requesting a flyby of the control panel here, Todd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch the bots. That's twice. I don't, I don't think that's the first. I, I think we've called you Maverick Matt more than one occasion. Uh, well, you Maple know. Leaf Matt. He's this this Canadian's right? fondness for uh, Top Gun and Captain America. Um, yeah, I was. They, they have every right to kick me out. <laughs> uh, and I'm an ah. asshole, so they're like, "Go join your people." <laughs> and, and as he left, he went sorry, and they were like, "Oh no, what do we do?" <laughs> well, folks, before we get into what geeky things we did this week, oh, uh, I uh, we threw out a request oh, last week, Matt, oh, shit. Oh, yes. for the Shock Monkeys to name our Blood Bowl teams. Let me guess, big. Ah. How many um, penis jokes? What? What do we got? <laughs> well, I tell you what. Uh, we'll start with mine. Okay. Because I'm All running right. the board. So my un- <laughs> my undead team. Um, one of these actually inspired the name. Oh. That I have chosen. Ooh. But I won't get to that. I'm going to go through all of the ones that I received. All right. Uh, a whole bunch from Pat. No. What? Just he's it all so out. quiet on the internet. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, our, the first single one, listener. The first one he suggested <laughs> was a, for my undead Blood Bowl miniature team. Francis Von Douchebag's Dirty Laundry. That's not bad. That one's good, actually. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, Renegade Skid Marks. Eh. No, Doesn't say know, undead that, to me. No. Doesn't say undead. <laughs> that, that's more like uh, dwarfs or something. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good dwarf team. <laughs> oh. uh, undead Revolution. Yeah. Standard bowel evac. Again, we're talking about the undead here. That bowel evacs are not a no. A thing. There's nothing going on with that. Right. Uh, Force Pat, you fail. Foreskin patrol, which I kind of dig because it just has a kind of a cadence to it. 
Foreskin Patrol is uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, boners, little on the nose. I don't know. Little on the nose. I like that. You like that Spelled one? Spelled it with like a that. Z, though. Oh, okay. Uh, Jake suggested We Shall Never Be Painted. That was... Well, <laughs> that's that, mine. That's but that's mine. yeah, that's, that's not mine. undead. That's mine. Yeah, that, that's that's all of your guys' teams. <laughs> uh, Andrew Smith threw out uh, Torgo's terrifying ghouls. Oh, cool. I, I, I dig that one. Yeah. Um, but the inspirational one that I've chosen, or at least that inspired it, was when Jake threw out We Make Holes in Teeth, which has inspired me to call my team the Cavity Creeps. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. That's that's a good name for an undead team, and of course their moniker is "We Make Holes in Teeth" because that's a great moniker for a Blood Bowl team. There you yeah. go. All right. So Matt, now I, it's up I, to you I've, to I've, choose. I've I've already decided what my orc team is going to be called, but it's the halflings I'm having I'm struggling right. with. So so what's what's your orc team going to be? The called? Green Machine. The Green Machine. Green Machine. Yeah, green I machine, get that. Green Machine. That's, that's good. Maybe that's. I like Green know, Machine. The Green Machine. Yeah. All right. Maybe. No, no, I kind of like it. He, he kind of descended. I, I went through like all the NFL teams. I'm like, uh, Orky, no. Orky? Like, what, no, no, no. What like, like, like what, what, what can like, like, change a little bit? Dude, like, the CFL has got cool names like Rough Riders and. and uh, oh, what else? The, Let's the, see. Let's the Barebacks and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, it's the BC Lions. <laughs> Lions? Yeah. Riders. Right. Saskatchewan Roughnecks. Roughnecks? Roughnecks? Oh, okay. Rough Riders. Rough Riders. See, you have me. Yeah, Rough Riders. Well, did you watch like uh, Roughnecks? What was that? Um, Sounds like a bad movie. No, no, no. That was, yeah, it is a bad movie. Yeah. Um, Starship Troopers, the Roughnecks. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a, a Tyranid team. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Rough Riders, Rough the Stampeders. Stampeders. See, told you that's cool. The Toronto Argonauts. Argonauts. That's a good one. Argonauts. That's good. Yes. Uh, Ottawa Red Blacks. Now, what's is there a story behind that? Uh, it's a um, Native American, um, okay, themed. Wow, that kind of. Well, hey, Washington, yeah. don't feel so bad yeah. now. <laughs> the Red Blacks. <laughs> um, you got the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That one's all right. That's cool. Okay, that's okay. Uh, Montreal Alouettes. Alouettes. Of course they are. Yeah. Uh, um, we oui, oui. that's it. Argonauts. Yeah. Argonauts. 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 Great. Yeah. The Argonauts. Oh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Tiger Cats. Tiger Cats for. It's kind of repetitive, isn't it? <laughs> I know. The Lions, Tiger Cats. Yeah. yeah. From Stan the Peters is good. Rough Riders is good. Rough too. Riders. Come yeah. on, man. How can you. And like their, the, their team like, colors are green. Rough like Rider. The, like the I hardly even know her. Oh. St. Saint Petersburg Labrador Dogs. That, that doesn't. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right. So, All right. Right, right, right. so here's your uh, All right, let's suggestions. Hit for Keep your coming. halfling blood bowl team. Second breakfast. Uh, of course, the first uh, bunch are from Pat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, so he's got uh, broiled blood mongers. Okay. Fuzzy kitten pants. Uh, see where he's going with this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spread eagle and legal moms. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You killed 80s. We got wow. killed 80s. We lost Jeff on that one. That really got him. <laughs> that really got him. He's, this is the... F- wow. I, I I was not prepared for that one. <laughs> Do you got to give him that one? I, I got to give him that one. Uh, Good idea. The Sore Losers. Yeah, because they're, they're a fucking shitty-ass team, of course. <laughs> and I'll be whining the whole time I'm playing them, so... Yeah. Uh, the Not Painted Yet. The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> That hurt. 
<laughs> that hurt. He was uh, upset. They throat lost masters. Tonight. Throat masters. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he, he's got one here in Russian that I have to hit the C translation for. Uh-oh. Oh, here, here, Jeff. Would you do that for me? Uh, just hit the C translation under that Russian one. Jeff, do that for me? <laughs> What's it say? What's it say? Oh, I don't like blowjobs. That's what it says. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> okay, how about this one? Pitch bitch with an itch. I don't know, man. Okay, okay. Is that it? Tim's bits. Mm. <laughs> I kind of dig that. I kind of mm-hmm. dig I that. <laughs> All right, where's the pen? <laughs> Tim's. Uh, what the hell am I talking about? I got my phone right here. <laughs> Tim's bits. I love it. Tim's bits. Tim's bits. Because you know the bits halfling. Yep. It really works. And Tim bits. Right. Exactly. The Canadian it's, thing there. I love it. On multiple levels. This yeah. One. This that one's that one's like next level. Tim's bits. Tim's. Okay, so that's in the running, obviously. Bits. Okay, and uh, your next one, uh, Maple Queefs. <laughs> Did he kill you again, Josh? <laughs> uh, uh, the next one, Breadstick Mayhem. <laughs> okay, that one's good. Personally. That is actually mayhem because, you know, they're halflings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one's, that one's getting mm-hmm. that uh, Jake suggests uh, we are Todd's bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, just go with Todd's bitches. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a... Yeah, because yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard. you got to create a Yeah, you don't want moniker. too much. Yeah. Want I got it. Much. Breadstick infarction. No. <laughs> no, that's good, wow. though. I like that. Uh, that but he's saying no. Andrew Smith suggests maple ham marauders. Ham marauders. Okay. I like the marauders. I like marauders. Marauders, yeah. Uh, Kenton Miller suggests... Uh, I hope I'm saying this right. No blood jejunals. Is that, is, am I missing something? That is that what that says? No blood jejunals. Jejunals. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that flew over everybody's head. <laughs> Jeff Harris suggests the apopl- uh, apologetic Ganges. Is it maybe related to like the That's jejunum? Oh, uh, deep cut, deep cut. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Scott Schofield puts uh, Trudeau's brown faces. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, and dude, when you paint them, Trudeau, paint all their faces brown, yeah. and and like you do it real detailed, so it's like quite obvious that it's just their face that's brown. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what if my? That's okay, the I'm first a... person to get disqualified from the tournament before it begins. Can you just imagine I roll up to because they're starting a league over there at uh, Warm Games, and yeah. my the player I'm playing against is. You know, black. Let's just say it. Well, how would I be like? How would I feel that team? I like, know you know you get the, you win the game. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'm sure Miguel over there will appreciate it. Oh yes. And, and the last one, another suggestion from uh, Pat uh, Ham Bitch. You know, I like. I got the three here. <laughs> okay. Tim's what? Tim's bits. Tim's bits. Breadstick mayhem. Breadstick mayhem. <laughs> Those brown faces. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh wow! And there's a Cleveland Brown kind of, a, you know what? There you go. Yep. Yeah. There oh, go. oh wow! You're <laughs> hey, shut up there, Miami boy. You you can wow. You you, you can uh, that 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 that's that's to shut me up. You you can scrunch it down a little bit. Just call it Trudeau's Browns. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that works actually. Because on that level, plus the, yeah, yeah, you know what? See, I would have suggested something like bag ins, bag out. <laughs> 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 All right, Kay. Look at that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can talk more often. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. 
That's great. Baggins bag out. <laughs> Against the Baggins bag out. <laughs> All right, so we got some good ones there. Oh, yeah. So you're going to think on it for a little bit, come back with a... <laughs> yes, we got a couple good ones there. Put out faces. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> but I got paid. Jeez. I have to paint them like that. There you go. Like, whew. Oh, yeah. Wow, I'm really glad I chose Gravity Creeps. Um, <clears throat> Trudeau's Toronto Minstrel Show. <laughs> <laughs> Menstrual Show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Menstrual, spell yeah. it yeah. M-E-N. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's piss off everybody. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really, come on, we got to squeeze in an LGBT uh, slur. Uh, no, I, oh my God. Call- just call them the kumquats. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Greasy smear. All right, George Carlin. So I got a, a human team. Uh-oh. Oh. As well. Would you like that team? Didn't you offer him the orc team last I did, week? but oh. that's going to be my, my oh. tournament team. Listen, oh. I, I've been doing some research, okay? Oh, boy. All well, They're well-rounded, but I can't go in a tournament with the brown faces. They're going to get their ass beat. <laughs> And then as, he'll get his ass beat afterward. As, as, as well they should. <laughs> yes, I know. Braces, <laughs> all right? <laughs> so the green machine goes in there, does work, and the brown <laughs> It's so bad I'm laughing, but oh my God. I'm really glad I led with this. I'm, uh, I'm not racist, guys, but the brown faces are hilarious. I don't, can, can, I, can, I, can I write that as the show title? <laughs> I'm not racist, guys. Like, there's a lot of things happening that that works right now. There's a know? lot of things happening. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know what, Matt. It's, Nobody it's, knows anything about Canadian politics. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they'll just be they'll be completely lost anyway. It's topical. Yeah. <laughs> a topical cream. Oh my god. It's funny because he's like, "Is there any other videos of you doing that?" Nope, not any. Three more surfaces. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah. I oh yeah. He's done. Right. Yep. Now the other gaming geek shocky news. <laughs> um, I, I signed you up for something this last week. Okay. What? Oh, okay, good. I thought you were talking about me. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to get those brown faces painted quick. <laughs> So he signed up for Tinder last week. Did you sign up for Grinder? <laughs> yes, there that's perfect. Exactly. I'm just covering yeah. all the bases. That's right, covering all the bases with something. So this this upcoming weekend is the one Ren Fair we get in Vegas. It's not massive like Houston's, but it's a nice little Ren Fair yes. for Vegas. Hold on there, I'm gonna forget. When what? is LVO? When is LVO? That's gonna be, I believe, in February. Okay, all right, thank so you. You got a little little time. I'm going to go this time. So let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's go. I, I'm, I'm definitely going. You like, you like the nightlife, baby? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Do whatever you were doing where you weren't talking in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Oh, man. <laughs> Nurse Matt is spicy tonight. <laughs> so, that one's for you, the cars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the Ryan Fair yeah. this weekend. Uh War Room Games is going to be there, and they're throwing an event. Oh, that's cool. So I'm just going to read this directly from their website. Your chance to play D&D in a live Renaissance setting. Oh, boy. Join us for an experience that mixes role-playing with live action. 
Newcomers and veterans of RPGs are welcome. Embark on a two-part role-playing adventure that will initiate at the Age of Chivalry Renaissance Fair located at Sunset Park. The following adventure will continue at War Room Games located across the street from Sunset Park. Two weeks afterwards. Three tables available, six players per table, two nights to pick from to initiate your adventure at the fair. Friday, October 11th, and Saturday, October 12th, night from 6 to 10 p.m. Adventures will start promptly at 6 p.m. Space is limited. Every participant will receive a surprise adventure pack to embark on their journey. They will be handed out at the event. It is dangerous to go alone. Make sure to bring your friends with you. It's okay. I sent you there alone. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> so is so, it is it LARPing it, for it, the first it, half? It, it isn't. The, uh, talking with the proprietor of the store, Ray, he's awesome. Okay. What is that metal bird? Uh, <laughs> they've doubled God the size of their... Pre- their <laughs> Jesus. It's in the flight path, guys, just so you know. So the, the yeah, planes fly over. There's going to be a lot of shooting. All, what is that metal bird? Yeah. They make dragons out of metal now? <laughs> That was one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah it's the so first time I heard it. <laughs> yeah. So they've expanded their uh, footprint this year and have, they're going to have a store on one side. And on the other side, they're going to transform that into a bit of a D&D tavern. Ooh. And that's where the game is going to take place. Huzzah. Right. So from 6 to 10, okay, I've, I've signed you up for the oh. Friday game. Friday. 6 p.m. And well, if you got so, nothing planned that night. So I want you to go there and report back for the show. I want to hear how it went. I want to hear how Field the event went. K. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. So on the looks, scene. He wow. looks excited. And then we we're like, I couldn't go. Sorry? Yeah, really. And then he'll be like, I couldn't go. No, Playing I, D&D with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always works great. Yeah, really. Newbies yeah. and veterans alike. Yeah. <laughs> now, this will... This this actually will be interesting. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's kind of an experiment for the store. They're they're kind of a yeah, trying this out for the first time. And I have to make sure I wear my Geek Shocks shirt. Sure, uh, but if you out there, if you are in Las Vegas and want to adventure with Kay, that's where he is going to be yeah. Friday. If you're at the Ren Fair, yeah, jump on those. Come uh, look me up. Jump on those metal dragons and that's right. Yeah. Come on in, and we shall go conquer evil. Uh, you can. Uh, purchase a spot at the show itself. Mm. Uh, but if you want to guarantee a spot, you can go to War Room Games' website or their Facebook page, and there's a link to pre-buy tickets. Mm. And uh, highly recommended since it's first come, first serve. Once it sells out, it's done. That's it. No more, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could almost hear the shrug. Yeah, really. Yeah. I will be going to the Ren Fair either probably Sunday. Oh, great. <laughs> Thanks for supporting me. Would you like me to come on Friday night? No, 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 no. Are I'd like sure? you to come Friday night. None of you have to come. And none of you here at the table have to come. Oh, thank oh, you. Okay. I want everybody out there listening. I'm free. <clears throat> oh, are you going with No, them? no, I'm free from having to go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rim shot. Uh. <laughs> if I'm available, I might be there. But there's no guarantees. My life is chaos. Yeah. And chaos is what we're fighting Huzzah! Huzzah! I don't know what I'll be. Actually, uh, do you really want him to show up? Because he'd probably be a bard, and we know how you feel about bards. Well, 
It, 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 look at it this way. And, and, and we also know how you feel about Todd's version of the Bard. I was going to say... Oh, shit! If Todd shows up... With your... Oh, maybe I will go! <laughs> when the, when the uh, Game Master says, All right, Lo, let's begin. You're all in a tavern. And I'll just point at Todd's character and go, Doppelganger! <laughs> and we'll all kill him. I'm your friendly neighborhood Bard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I am ready to adventure with you people. <laughs> you look so lovely. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Are you all right there, Matt? <laughs> oh, I hate that character. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't experience it. <laughs> uh, one thing they are debuting. Uh, I, I saw them in the store, and they weren't available yet. Otherwise, I would purchase one on the spot. That's uh, where you roll the dice into the little box. What was that called? The box itself. Dice box. It's, dice box doesn't sound right, but sure, okay. for lack of a better word. A place to roll the dice into a enclosed area so they don't roll everywhere else. Okay. Dice box. Uh, they have these dice great... Tray. Uh, dice tray. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. So much harder. Um, but they have these fantastic fold-out ones with yeah. leather bases. Yeah. And yeah, they're yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Just like they have like a little carrying case, you know, stick yep. them in your pocket and on the go gaming. Yeah, yeah. You could just get Andy to make one for you. Oh, oh. that'll be like oh, three wow. years. Oh. Wow. But it, it three years past the apocalypse. Because <laughs> especially with like Warhammer and other miniature games where you're throwing huge sets of dice, those things go all over the place. And uh, having a nice centered pace, place to just roll them so they don't go anywhere else, I'm, I'm going to get one of those. They, uh, I need one. Yeah. They like uh, actually a lot of the uh, streaming shows now also will use those, particularly the uh, the fold out the leather <clears throat> fold ones, um, because where they set them is where the dice cam yes. is set up. So the they so have you can a, see every roll. They, yeah, they know exactly where they're. Yeah, throwing smart that move. Out. Smart move. Smart. All right. So again, that's this weekend. If you want to join in on the D and D fun, yeah. So, well, uh, while we're still getting things out of the way, uh, like the forty bucks on Etsy, you can just order one from somebody that'll make them for you by hand. Uh, these were handmade, and I can just get them at the uh, rent fair this weekend. <laughs> and that that doesn't fold. That's a friggin' full on dice tray. Well, what that's the just the first one that doing, popped up. Jeff, Jesus, Jeff's Ooh. looking up for dice trays, trying that's to looking, that looks undercut. Cool. Or the ones games. I'm looking for. What are you? What are you trying? What are you doing? I know. What are you doing? That Support is the your local place. retailer, unless Jeff knows. <laughs> Uh, the Geek Shock Book Club is reading Horns by Joe Hill. Dun, 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 dun. Discussions will open tomorrow. I'm about 65% of the way through myself. Ooh. It's nice to revisit this story. And gentlemen, let's get back on track with what geeky things did you do this week? I went and saw Ad Astra. Ad Astra. What did you think of Brad Pitt's Ad Astra? Um, I heard I'm burn. of two minds on this. Visually... It was phenomenal. I, I, I loved the, the look and feel of the future that they created, and there's also a lot of thematic nods to 2001 in there. Okay. Like, like some of them are, I'm not going to call them full-on full on rip-offs, but like just framing-wise, the way they composed the scene, could looked like it could have been right out of 2001. Uh, story-wise, I thought it was just okay. Ah. So that's 
That's my take on it. Uh, it's a beautiful look at it's but a the story. Beautiful film. Beautiful film. Uh, but yeah, story wise, I just thought it was so so. Oh, all right. And just it it wasn't. Uh, Are you a big fan of two thousand one story? Oh, I love I love two thousand one. I know you do, but no, it's it's big. Visually, people love that sure. movie. It, well, story wise, I hear back and forth. Have you never seen two thousand one? I've never seen two thousand one. Good lord, I love the story. I think the story for two thousand one is very compelling, and then even more so, the book version of two thousand ten. Which the book is called Odyssey Two. The movie is the year we make contact. Which uh, it just depends on the movie d- brings so little of the book into it. Okay, it's f- super super compressed. But the book version of 2010 is very elaborate. You really kind of get the idea of this, this this intelligence that's out there that sent the monoliths that you see in 2001. There's, a, there's an intelligence behind it yeah so. but uh anyway yeah. but yeah I, I i find the story for 2001 very interesting but it's a very slow burn film it's slow and uh it 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 really gets really really weird at the end which yeah. i think is the, the major killer because i think a lot of people will put up with the slow yeah because it's like all right this will go somewhere and then it kind of goes where it goes and people are like the fuck <laughs> i so it's it's interesting because it was once mentioned that the reason the end of 2001 is so bizarre is that it's it's his interpretation of what's happening to Who's him his yeah okay. dave da- astronaut dave bowman so uh, all right is Bo- bowman or borman am i I'm, bowman bowman okay I was right the first time. Uh, you so it's were. it's his inability to process what's actually happening to him. So that's how his brain is interpreting the visual visually what is going on. It'd be the same thing like if you were to actually encounter an alien species and the language they were speaking, right. we would have no frame of reference right. in which to understand what is being yeah, said. Yeah, they might to speak him. in carrots. It's it's sort of it's sort of like when Andy's telling a story. Oh, yes. Geez, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> So the end of 2001... It's like talking to Andy. Yeah. People understand what we're going through if you just... You look at the... Especially that split uh, kaleidoscope... Yes. ...effect that the 60s and 70s just loved. They did. Yes, they really did. (laughs) (laughs) Kit Kit has found the table and is now chasing Matt. He's he's just... He's working his kitten charms on Matt. Oh, yeah. It's really working. He's, he's like, it's like a pie charm. We'll work on him one of these days. Yeah. And oh, guys, you should. My butt. You should have seen it when I opened the back door. He heard mm-hmm. Jeff talking, and he was instantly like, oh, "People are here!" And, <laughs> and he just got all. And then he got in the box, but he jumped out before I could take a picture. What's in the box? Yeah. It was just Kit. Oh. So, but at Astra, just yeah, yeah not, the, like not said, the same gravitas. Yeah. It's the the story was just okay. I thought. Um, like I said, visually, oh, that that moon landing, like, um, but buggy chase. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. That, it it was, but it was a very short part of the film. So there's there's really the way that I, I'm trying to think how to say this without giving up too much too much away. But the way the film is structured, there's really not any way for action to build up. So your one or two action sequences don't really have time to develop into anything more than just a segue into the next segment. Oh, uh, okay. Into the next uh, story, or part of the story, rather. So, anyway, 
that's anyway. that's just my take on it. All right. Um, I think it's worth a watch at least to see you know how beautiful the film sure. is. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, know what? Yeah, Ed Asner looks like an interesting film. You, you, <laughs> you. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, Vernon came over for DVD night, and we were bopping around trying to figure out something to watch. Um, after we had watched, uh, after we had watched Assault on Precinct Thirteen again. Okay. <clears throat> the original one or the the new? Oh, one? the original one. Don't even start that. Um, the, the updated one's not. Oh, too you bad. know what? You know what? Don't ruin this. <laughs> but. Um, then we were we were like, what the fuck else to watch? So we're bopping around. We went we went to Amazon and we're bopping around. Uh-huh. We saw the poster for Apollo eighteen. Ah, yeah, I like and, that uh, film. And and Vernon was just like, uh, I'm sold. Let let's watch that. And I'm like, okay. Oh, we also watched the uh, the Conjuring. So I like that one. Yeah. What well, did you think of Apollo eighteen? What did you think of the Conjuring? Uh, 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 too much, too much. <laughs> cannot process. Error, error, error. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was really funny. Let, let me put it this way. At the end of it, Vernon turned to me and went, I'm sorry. <laughs> really? He, he didn't like it all that much. Wait, wait. Uh, is Apollo 18 the one where they... It's the found footage of the... Uh, the the quote-unquote lost... Go back to the moon? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, because... Creatures there, like right. Well, yeah, it's, the it's if the Apollo program officially ended, the, the moon landings officially ended with Apollo seventeen. So. Right. And so eighteen well, well, went there, and well, I I I get that Vernon didn't like, it, and that doesn't surprise me in the was, least. Really but what did you think of the film, me. dude? <laughs> it was really funny too because as it's beginning, they're doing mm-hmm. the documentary interviews with right. the, with the guys and everything, and Vernon is all he's actually sitting back impressed. He's like, they're doing a real good job of selling this as, uh, yeah. as like they're documenting. This is pretty good. And whoever but, yeah. their tech advisor was on the film did a really good job of recreating the capsule and a lot mm-hmm. of the yeah no it the sixties that NASA. was that was amazing the sixties NASA um, the interior of the lunar module yep um, that was that was all really really cool and you know I mean it 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 got kind of got kind of typical. Yeah, alien, hostile alien encounter movie. The the sure. mystery behind the Soviet capsule and stuff was right, which was, was cool actually. So you know, I, I found footage. It's kind of tough now because right, really Blair Witch shot the wad, nailed it, and ever since then it's been like you know, I mean, it's very well, hit or miss. I don't know. Uh, I remember Wreck. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that Rec, was wreck is great. Wreck was very good. What was I, the first um, REC wreck? No, yeah. no, no, the haunting one where it was in the in the house, um, the haunted house. Because see, I also yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 the ghost one, paranormal. The very first paranormal was okay. Par- paranormal that, activity. Yeah. Yes, the very yeah. first one was good. Right. That does not reward reward uh, reward rewatching. Yeah. Say but, that, but the first time it's a good, it's yeah. a good impact so. film. So because I, he, I, I, I yeah. wasn't I wasn't Found over I wasn't overwhelmed by it. And then of course the way it ended, I was like, oh man. Yeah. So, but but it was you no happy. Like, you didn't like the the rock creature crawling across his face. Oh, that <laughs> was helmet, no 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 no. That was cool. Yeah, that that was, was that was. There's something in there. There's something. And he turns around and <laughs> and you're just like. <laughs> and then it was really funny because he brings him into the lunar module and he's like, let's get this off you. And I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Didn't you just see that? <laughs> and in fact, it was... Yeah, really, sorry, buddy. Good luck. It was really funny. The- Vernon actually was like, you're you're like a black chick watching a movie right now because I was shouting at the screen. 
um but you know and then and and then yeah really and then we were both just like oh man the 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 grinding the rock out of the guy that really did fucking hurt yeah that that hurt the watch so that stuff i mean yeah it was okay there's two found footage film horror films that i absolutely adore in the post blair witch age all right i didn't even like blair witch oh you know what honestly hey the original Blair Witch. You, you, but you I, got some Choco wafer thingies. Why don't you? Why don't you eat? Put, put them <laughs> Shut up and put something in your mouth. <laughs> Anyways, one is called Houses October Built, about a group in an RV that are trying to find the scariest haunted houses, and then find out about this one that you have to have a secret password to get into that only Ooh. you know from mouth word of mouth. But they go to actual haunted houses throughout the country on their way to this journey. So it's a neat example of them one doing the story of finding this haunted house that doesn't exist and shouldn't exist and, you find, mean, and you, finding it you mean actual actual yes okay and at the same time stopping at real haunted houses and filming themselves there as actors going through them so it's it's a fun okay. it's a fun combination for haunted house aficionado that's and it's also that's kind of what you have to do i think for found footage now you, you got to do something along those lines to dress it up a bit because I'm not a big one for, oh, that's spent, that's over. You know, I, I like people continuing to try to do things. But found footage, it really is tough. Oh, yeah. Because in no time flat, you're just, you are, you're, you're just repeating. You really sure. are. So, so so that's actually very cool. So that's a good film. They made a sequel. Haven't seen the sequel, so no promises on that one. But the first one's good. Uh, the other one's called As Above, So Below. I think this one's on Netflix. I think uh, I brought it up in the past. Uh, yeah. Uh, about a group that journeys on a archaeological expedition into the catacombs under Paris. And they film in the catacombs itself and then find a doorway to hell on the way and slowly realizing that that's where they went. And it's a fascinating Holy shit. film. Just, just you saying the doorway to hell phrase... I suddenly like now. I want Rob Zombie to do a found footage movie. I'd no, accept that. Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, uh, not a fan of Rob Zombie's films. Well, well, they're okay. Some of us aren't. Yeah, you know, they're okay. Boy, can't please everyone. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> which um, is sad because I think he's a brilliant film historian. He knows his shit when oh, it comes yes. to film history. But his execution just kind of lackluster. Uh, mm. His Halloween movies aren't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, but yeah. I do think that his own exploitation series of films are good for what they are. If you like the exploitation genre, yeah. if you don't like the exploitation genre, it is not going to win you right, over. You're going to have a problem. Yeah. I um, speaking of exploitation genre, I watched 2050 Death Race 2050. Oh wow! Which is the sequel to the Corman yeah. Death Race. Right. Uh, woof. Wow. That was a movie. That was a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was uh, Manu Bennett, Deathstroke yeah. from Arrow, yep. and uh, it was just like, wow, I you know I liked him a lot more as Deathstroke. <laughs> yeah, it was just. Yeah. It was just. Oh, was it, he was he Frank? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying so, to think. And it it was so it was kind of weird. It was kind of bizarre, and it kind of kind of repeated the first movie. So it was sort of like, uh 
I don't know. Well, what's the one with Jason Statham? That that that's just the the reimagining. Yeah. Death Ray. Okay, yeah. yeah. The remake. That was all right. That yeah. one. What's ironic okay. about what you just said, Chris Kirsten, mm-hmm. is that that relates to the second thing I was going to talk about. Uh oh. And both are related to Corman, and because they both star Sylvester Stallone. This is great. We're like. Did you watch Party at Kitty and Studs? I know, I no, know. actually, oh. I I saw Rambo: Last Blood. Oh. And uh, I heard it's awful. It's not awful. It just there's not really anything that's a surprise. It, it's 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 predictable, but at the same time, I did like how he closed out the character. This is supposed to be the very last time he'll portray. How old is Rambo? Rambo. He's in 14, his 15? like late sixties, oh. early seventies. And we're supposed to believe that he took on. The I think entire- early seventies. Uh, we're supposed to believe he took on the entire um, cartel. Cartels. No, uh, he doesn't. Uh, he got his ass kicked by the cartel. Thank you very much. Yeah, he did. Actually, at the very beginning of the film, he gets yeah. his ass kicked. But yeah, Matt, that's right. But then he goes a full on, uh, you know, Rambo and and lures him into his trap. Blah blah blah. Yeah. That's okay. right. right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's. I haven't seen. Glad it you was contribute. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a part of this. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I guess is the best way to put it. But I did like how they closed out the character, where he basically, you know... He took over the cartels, and now he's the man. No. Oh, oh come God on. damn it. Uh, he, re- he reads a book to his daughter to, to sleep, and he becomes a librarian. No. Oh. Her, he... His daughter turns to dust, and he's like, oh, what happened? Vampires. With my daughter. Uh, <laughs> oh, snap. He nailed it. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it, Kay. Anyway. But yeah, I... He, <laughs> Where's this? Where's this farm located again? It's uh, I. They they say Idaho. Arizona, but Ariz- I don't know. <laughs> oh, it does uh, doesn't look like any part of Arizona well, I've been through. Northern but Arizona might have some ranches. Maybe ranches, but he's supposed to be pretty close to the border. So I'm just like I'm looking at yeah, it going. Yeah, because uh, the cartels are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. I trust me. You, you watch the film and you'll be like, huh? Okay. Anyway, wow, that would be I, the newer part of New Mexico. I was gonna, you know what? <laughs> it would be. It, it's funny. Was it in Arizona? It was Arizona. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Okay, it'd be funny if of of all the Brambo movies, the one thing all the others get right is geography, and this one just just doesn't. It's, and it's American care. geography, and care. I don't know. I'll have to see it to figure it out. But that's weird. Okay, I'm sorry. I just, yeah, I I did kind of like the aspect where they're they're saying that this this type of action hero has no place in our modern age. That that's kind of um, referenced um, in the film. Unless uh, apparently he didn't see the Expendables. <laughs> yeah. Well, unless he's you know going to start a militia. Ah, hey, overthrow government! <laughs> you can't take my guns out of my hands. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about over there. We, that, that, that's that's beyond the point. We all know Obama took the guns years ago. That's true. Yep. That's true. Yep. Bastard. We're all powerless against the... Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this week... Uh-oh, you uh, did K- something. Kay, oh, last me? week you, you asked if I would paint some dice. Oh, yes, I did. I did painted you? some dice. Oh, my. All done. All oh, readable. Wow. Look at that. Holy shnikes. That's a professional. Let's see. These, these, I'll, I'll point some, put some before and after pictures on the layer. Those are pretty good. Because those are goddamn unreadable dice when I got a hold of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were. No, they, 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 no number. Game science, where if you don't want dice you can read, go to game science. <laughs> so those are game science dice, all of them? 
They should be, yeah. Okay, even the even the glow in the dark. Because there's some of them that have like a weird cut, like where they they didn't come off the plastic right, so there's there's like a bump on them. And I'm like, maybe he wants me to trim these down, but I just left them. Oh wow, that's uh, that's unacceptable for game science. Yeah, I, I was very very surprised. Hmm. This one's very very sharp. I know. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I read. <laughs> you know, it's really funny too because they sort of wait a minute. That's not. That's not that. When the hell did that? I don't know. In? That one was in okay. there. Okay, because it, it's funny because they do file off the the tips on the uh, D fours. <laughs> You notice that? It did. That you can't you can't caltrop your D fours. Well, you still can, just not as yeah. not as easily. As yeah. opposed to the what uh, Matt sixes, was saying, yeah. the, the sixes. Those are you're driving down the ninety five. Drop yeah. a couple of those. Yeah, that's yeah. what the D eights are for. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what the hell? It's like, you you know what? don't want to step on one of these in the middle of the night. What's wrong? Okay. These can't be game science. <laughs> look at the, the look at this D six. It's numbered wrong. Yeah. Uh, hand- Six, three, five, two. That's what? the science game, that company. It's, 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 it's numbered wrong. Here, hand me the 20-sider that's actually a 10-sider, the glow-in-the-dark one. Oh, yeah. That one weirds me out. Oh, yeah. But there's one part of it that is just not. There it is. On the eight, on the top there, if you feel there, you, there's just like a lump. Oh, wow. That that's like well, that can't be game science, because that that lump is gonna throw off the die roll. That's true. Yeah, I just rolled a two. See, it throws it off. You roll rolled a two. Wow. But all done, Kay. Ooh, I, and I was, one. It was fun to work on, and it was kind of weird to figure out how to get them painted without actually painting the whole thing. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Because now at least always down for a challenge. Ooh, I rolled a nineteen on that one. Now I now now I can at least read them. And the the it's really good, really good work, dude. I mean the these uh, the glow in the darks especially look really sharp. So there there was a time I was afraid because you originally had like marker. Uh, like Sharpie yep. marker on some of them. And I'm like, well, yeah. I can't paint over this. It'll look weird. So I haven't figured out a t- way of taking it off. And I you suggested I use nail polish remover. Yeah. And I, and I tried that and it kind of made one of the 20s a little uh, not so see-through-y. It's mm-hmm. still see-through-y, but lightly cloudy. Yeah. But, With a but chance not, of meatballs. But not horribly. Yeah. you. We, we interviewed them and that wasn't great. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yes. I did not know that. Um, so that's what I did this week. I painted Kay's dice. Well, thank you. That that worked out that worked out nice. Which is not code for anything, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, no. it is. How much, yes, how much do you want? You, you wanted a duo. I painted his dice, baby. Mm. What cool. else to do this week, guys? Matt? Uh, I ended up watching the original Highlander. That's that's a fun thing. Yeah, it's it's it does not age well. No, no. 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 Did did you follow yeah. it up with part two? Uh, I did not. Oh, okay. Why not? But the, the ending part where it actually kills... Um, I forget the bad guy's... Um, his name there, the but Kurgan. Yeah, um, he's he's getting the power. He's he's levitating. Oh, and then it's like, yeah, there's the cable, the safety <laughs> cable there, there. I <laughs> clearly visible. I clearly know visible. everything. Uh, I am everything. <laughs> but a hard, Scot- to make, hard to make a sequel to that movie. A Scottish yep. guy, a Scottish guy playing a Spaniard, a French guy playing a Scottishman. 
A Scotsman, sorry. Yeah. So, Acting, baby. Well, yeah, on top of that, the Scottish guy is actually playing an ancient Egyptian playing a Spaniard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. is just like, let's sure, let's make this even worse. Yeah. There can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I, I love, back in the days of the early internet, back when White Wolf Games was as a brand new thing with Vampire and Werewolf and all those, that they released online Highlander rules for oh, the shit. White Wolf uh, World of Darkness game. Oh, wow. And I don't know if it was an actual official thing, but I remember it made the rounds. Oh, wow. Very that, cool. So they, for a short time, you could play a vampire, werewolf, mage, changeling, or a mummy or Highlander. Okay. Well, you know, though, the part of the film that will always be cool is the soundtrack by Queen. Yes. Kinda, yes, mostly. Yes. <laughs> which which one are you saying is not is not uh, not carrying over? Princes of the Universe is a regular song in rotation. Yeah, in in, in my car, it, it, it pops up every now and then. In what my, about Who Wants to Live Forever? Who Wants to Live Forever? That's what I was gonna say. I don't want to be depressed, so yeah, no, I, I don't say, have that in my rotation because, in my car. Yeah. Uh, but who? Princess of the Universe starts amazing. Oh, yeah. And after the rock breakdown, it feels like some kind of weird, we're going to improv our way out of this song. They might have. <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah, that's a good... Yeah, I, f- I feel that way about Princess it, Princess of like... the Universe. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it starts amazing. Man, you... Yeah, it just, you just, it just comes in those guitars... And- Oh, right. this guy, huh? That's right. <laughs> Andy, there can be only one. Here we are. Yeah, he, absolutely. He's the wrong guy to attack. He'd like slip, fall, blade and miss. True. You fall. <laughs> no, that's how Andy is still alive as an immortal. That's, he's yeah, he's yeah. correct. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's stumbled every time somebody tried to take his head and with it, his power, and uh, he somehow like. He's not even immortal. He yeah. just stum- never. Nobody ever gets to really get a good shot in on him. <laughs> like they they somehow trip and decapitate themselves with their own sword. Yeah. And he's like, uh, what what happened? And he backs into an electric shock socket, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there could oh, be that's only like one. Highlander, yeah. Highlander on a budget right there. <laughs> Just you could just see Jeff, to, Jeff off camera with a with an extension <laughs> no, cord like spliced in bare <laughs> copper, <laughs> and and Todd gives him the cue and Paramount's like no, Dizzy's like nah, <laughs> you know they go to the, and then they're like Bloomhouse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Ooh, uh, Bloomhouse doing an updated Highlander. Hmm. Mm. So interesting. Are choice. you? You said yeah. it doesn't age well. Oh no. So are you saying it's the effects, right? Hi- yeah, yeah, Highlander could be one of those movies that might merit a uh, remake. I'd accept your proposal. Uh, you know what? I would. There you go. Does, I, I does like that, that fit the idea. criterion? I like that idea. Which is really funny because I don't see people. I don't see anyone doing that. No. And it's it's sort of like a good concept. Like the, I know. the backstory of it all. And and you sit there. And you say, remake a movie. Well, we usually say a shitty movie. I don't think it's a shitty movie. No, it's no. not. But if it doesn't age well, then there you go. Yeah. And it does have a convoluted post-film yeah. storyline. Oh, boy. Sure. Uh, even if you include the Highlander, The Awakening TV show. Right. Yep. Uh, start, yeah, start at 
one and, and stop re at one. And, and, <laughs> and just <laughs> just stop it. It's fine. Stop it. You know, it's fine if you even yeah. want to continue. No, you could continue. Just just you know wipe just wipe the slate clean. Start new. Adjust some rules. And go forward. Uh oh. I mean, even I think, Highlander Endgame's not that bad, but no. you know that's where you bring in. That was fun too when they when they pop open yeah. the Watcher's laptop and they're like reading off everybody's kills and like Duncan's kills are just like you know right. It it actually is the number's so high. Um, uh, not not Duncan. I'm sorry, Connor. Connor. Uh, it Duncan like looks at Connor and Connor's kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what, guys? We just stumbled on something because with with better budgets, with Netflix types budgets or HBO budgets, instead of like the TV show where which had every, that bad '90s special effects, yeah, but video all, overlay. But, well, not just the effects, but every single flashback in the Immortals' life was like you yeah. know a hundred years ago. Right, it, it it's all in the 1700s and shit like that. And because that's because uh, yeah, of where yeah. they shot it in mm -hmm. in Europe, it was yeah, like they were right. they could go. Oh, we can go like 10 it's, miles from here and exactly. And, yeah, you can go but, to ancient Babylon. But imagine, yeah, exactly with a with a better budget, you could hmm. actually do shit where they're reminiscing about Babylon, where they're you know Uruk. Sumer, -er, right? Or in a know, Roman legion somewhere going in the Roman yeah. legion yeah. in uh, like. Mechadon, you know, uh, Alexander's armies, uh, yeah. and maybe even go elsewhere. Assaulting the walls of right. Jerusalem, you know, right. things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Go to skip. Go to go to go to India. Part of the Wu dynasty. China. There's some good fights. Yeah, skip skip doing it as a t as a movie and do it as a limited right. series. Right. Or you know, yeah. unlimited. But yeah, or like yeah. a like a, a like a two season commitment series, mm -hmm. like on Netflix or HBO. Right. I think uh, I th can. Can you erase this? <laughs> it's not like we own the rights or anything, yeah, right. you know, But hopefully, that person in Hollywood who's listened to all our other ideas yes. and somehow made them happen right. is hearing this right now and is and is scribbling for furiously. We expect a big check in the mail one yeah, day. Yeah, because soon. this because seriously, with a with a good budget, you could. I mean, just, or, and even if you like, maybe not even do flashback, why not just each season is a period in time as the immortals move through them? You mean do it in the period and then maybe do the occasional flash forward? To maybe connect, a flash forward, sure. To connect like the various sure. episodes to or create To create your uh, framing device, because yeah. you're right, you know, screenwriting 101, you need a framing device. But yeah, yeah, you could, I mean. I, that, I actually like that. That's, and so you could start. With Ur, right, and then and then move on to uh, you know fucking uh, ancient Egypt or or uh, Greece, Trojan War era Greece, then you know Rome or something. When did the and, spaceships come in? Uh, Never, you oh, know, okay. uh, on the on the special little uh, uh, goblin gliders that the oh, yeah. God that was so horrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> So anyway, but and where he's like suddenly he's young again. It's like what the fuck just happened? Yeah, <laughs> and then you uh, you can you can cast, you know, like Simon Pegg to do a Scottish accent or something. I don't know. I will say though, there is <laughs> Simon Pegg. That'd be awesome. As man. terrible as Highlander Two was, the Renegade director's cut version, where they cut out all reference to the aliens, yeah. they try to take out everything yeah. that makes it all sci-fi. Yeah. And make it just the fantasy continuation is not bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's right. it's not great. Don't get me wrong. No, but it's not bad. It's not Fincher cut of aliens. Yes, 
better, but it is better. Yes. Not that's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, that man. was that was you know, I saw that in the theaters. Me oh, too. Wow. Was, that was just bonkers, wow. balls to the wall, crazy. It, it literally just, uh, was, was everyone like looking at each other in the theater, like, "What the fuck did we it just was watch?" Completely <laughs> off the rails. It yeah. from 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 the very, I'd say, ten minutes into the film because it starts with him. He's old. He he's, lost his own immortality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, so I that's so they're continuing. Ended, yeah. They're continuing the story from that part, and you're thinking, "Oh, okay, maybe they'll do some flashbacks," and all of a sudden. And then these assassins come in with like laser guns and shit and try to take him out. And he kills one of them. And the quickening rejuvenates him and makes him an immortal again. And you're just like, what just happened? And then, just like Kesa, they're having like these battle on these gremlin style, uh, or excuse me, uh, Green Goblin style gliders yeah. flying through the streets yeah. of whatever European town it's supposed to be, uh, and it's just it's completely off the rails for the rest of the movie. Wow! Sean Connery returns and he just sort of returns. They're doing something <laughs> with comes, some uh, he, object, and he he's back. He comes back and then explains to him, "It's like okay, so we weren't really immortals born here on Earth. We were immortals on another planet." And then we were their princes. We were of imprisoned the on. We were imprisoned yeah. on Earth. Blah yeah. blah blah. And you're like, uh, what? Uh, Jeffrey just he just put it in perspective. Yeah, this was obviously written by a uh, high level Thetan and Scientologist oh. on coke. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, it was funny that there was a funny bit because uh, uh, Connor actually actually is like, you're back. What took you so long? It was just a cute moment. Jeff didn't like it, but I did. <laughs> I, it, yeah. <laughs> but just yeah. that, that whole movie just... But there you go. Yeah. Guys, we, we've set it up. You could, you could totally, totally rejuvenate the Highlander franchise and even do a TV series thing. Boom. Done. It's so easy. Why is this yeah. so hard? There I know. You go. I know. It's so easy. I know. There you go. I really and here we plus. are in Vegas... Three of the clouds. Four yeah. of us not earning what those execs make in a week. I haven't looked I this up to see if there is one, but I would love to see the pitch meeting on Screen Rant for Ooh. Highlander 2. Ooh. That oh, would be two? hilarious. Jesus. Well, submit it. <laughs> so we're going to do a sequel to The Highlander. Uh huh. But yeah. we're going to completely change everything. What now? Yeah. <laughs> the Chitari really. come in, and uh, yeah. this is. <laughs> and know. they're zipping around on their goblin guiders. Oh, so Spider Man shows up. No. What? <laughs> yeah. So, how does Sean Connery come back into the show? Because super reasons. easy, barely yeah. an inconvenience. Yeah. Because, because reasons. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so the aliens have really nothing to do with the first movie. I really need you to get way off my back about these aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anything else, gentlemen? I saw in my Fallout. Did it make you happy? Yeah. I was actually, I was actually, it, it even, it, it did yet again that fucking, you know, oh, he got to disavow, uh, Ethan, you know, but I like, I like the whole approach. I like what they did. That's um, on Amazon Prime now, right? Uh, yeah. And you don't even get the whole go to Amazon.com to rent or purchase this movie. You actually just can see it. 
it's nice. So yeah, so I saw that and I enjoyed that. That was actually uh, actually pretty uh, pretty good. Pretty good. You get that fuzzy feeling when a new movie and you see the prime little thing in the corner. You're like, oh, I can uh, watch uh, it. Yeah, yeah. And then you <laughs> oh, click yeah. on it and it's like, if you want to watch this, buy it. Fucker. So. I never had that happen to me with the prime ones. That's because they're not. It's not the prime ones he's talking about. Oh, yeah. I well, know. I was talking about when you see the prime. Oh, right. yeah. And you know it's included in Yeah. Your, yeah. Which that one is. Okay. You don't notice in the top left? It's a little prime. I, I've noticed. I just, I haven't paid enough attention to Well, all those the, ones you can watch. Yeah, well, all right. I'll 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 believe you. Included with your prime subscription. That's right. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos did not tell us to say this. <laughs> well. Yeah, he did. Okay, so how do we... Uh, never mind. I don't want to talk about this. Oh, let's talk about news you don't give a shit about. Well, there you go, Andy. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> don't call me Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's has a new viral marketing gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> a thoroughly crafted 97-page Dungeons & Dragons-style tabletop role-playing game that buffs you for eating Wendy's food and hampers you with negative effects for eating anything else. You can download and browse Wendy's Feast of Legends game Yep. in the fight against frozen beef. <laughs> you the, want it fresh, baby. The nation of fresh Tovia... <laughs> stands alone in the realm of Beef's Keep, where Queen Wendy one day finds herself beset by the evil Ice Jester and his rogues gallery of frozen fiends. With locations like Costa del Spicy, Biggie Vale, Roast Beach, and French Fry Forest, the game world is already mapped out and ready for you to explore. Join the Order of the Spicy Chicken Sandwich, they're resistant to fire. Or the Order of the Baconator. They're damaged sponge tanks. But be warned, to win this quest against frozen beef, you'll have to follow the same carefully plotted rules as you would if this were an actual D&D game and not merely an insanely elaborate Wendy's commercial. You get positive status buffs for eating any Wendy's branded food that you encounter but quote if you've settled for something other than Wendy's it can cause your character to weaken unquote <laughs> the rules advise that means points off for pizza quote frozen burger joints or quote gas station food which dings two points of damage off your intelligence stat yeah so I don't know how I feel about this it's it's awesome and then it's like it's it's exactly what it's, that said. It's it's a ninety-seven page Wendy's commercial in the guise of a role-playing game that actually works. Well, it's no Sneak King, but uh... it might as well be <laughs> because there's almost as much code in this as there is in Sneak King. Right. I have to give hats off to Wendy's on a yeah great idea on grabbing onto the D and D zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. And they made they made a, a functional yes made it's, a it's, functional game. It's a real thing. It's free. Yep. Critical Role played it. Did oh they? really? Yeah. They. I was they, wondering who was going to be the one to do yeah. it first. And it was really funny because they they were doing it and they very quickly kind of wrestled with taking it seriously. So they were constantly joking and constantly laughing through it um so that was interesting but it was it was actually very funny how they how they interpreted things because all of that was there 
fresh tovia and everything and they hadn't uh sam regal who's the one who uh ran it was the only one who cracked open the books none of the others had so they were all hearing everything for the very first time oh wow (laughs) it'd be hard to keep a straight face for the first time it was it was kind of crazy but then oh uh the internet showed up oh apparently wendy's has some issues with uh farm workers and fairness and uh a lot of people started giving them shit about supporting something from wendy's uh considering their uh, relations with farm laborers and so critical role ended up uh they very quickly apologized and actually uh donated the uh what they made for doing that uh, good on them to uh a farm a farm labor farm workers uh organization well <clears throat> that's part of the expansion pack yeah yeah cuz it <laughs> and it it was it was actually very queen funny. wendy and the exploitation yeah. of the workers cuz that happened that happened really quick i watched it on thursday night and by friday morning i was seeing tweets from critical role apologizing and i was like what in the fuck did they do? <laughs> and so, <clears throat> so it went, it went, uh, it went south, a little south, real fast. But it was, it was actually, it was actually funny because they also got a shit ton of Wendy's food. Imagine that. Just before they started playing, so they got Frosties and and burgers, yeah. and they're all munching. That's and called eating larping. And yeah, and uh, it was uh, the their opening. Because if you eat anything else, it goes against your stats. We all know this. Yeah. Now. They, 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 the opening gambit was they all got a Frosty with a straw, a spoon, and a French fry. And they were like, eat the Frosty and see if you deserve to begin the adventure. So they all picked up a French fry yeah. and dipped it in the Frosty. And it was like, wow, you all passed the test. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's how you do it. So, so there, there was a lot of funny stuff about it. But uh, yeah, social consciousness really stepped up to the plate and well, had a fit. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that's so difficult because just about any fast food outlet has sure produce sourced from farms that have illegal or second, un- highly underpaid labor. Are you telling me that corporations aren't always above board? Uh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> I know Since it's, when? I know it's hard to believe. Since when? Roll against intelligence and wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> what about in and out? Listen, in Jeff. and out's supposed to be one of the few. Oh, but, okay. But I'm sure they're not immune from the fact that they punch uh, Canadians. That farms <laughs> farms frequently well, hire undocumented labor. Got to admit, it's easy in order to keep their costs low. So not just that, but are you going to be out there picking shit? Hmm? No, that's exactly. not what I'm saying. That's, that's what the halflings what are I'm for. Saying. Exactly. That's the the two brown faces are out there. The shit pickers. What I'm saying is, and I'm not defending... No, <laughs> Trudeau's shit pickers. I'm not defending Wendy's. Don't get I'm me wrong. I'm not defending Trudeau. I'm just saying it's very hard in this day and age to make a social justice stand by focusing on one particular outlet. That's right. When so many of them are guilty of the same yes, thing, yes, everyone, everything is, and it's everything and it's so is. pervasive in our economic system that it's nearly impossible to do these hunger strikes or oh, I'm going to boycott X company, mm. Y company, etc. 
because the companies that you think are quote unquote above board are just as guilty anymore. It's Listen, you walk you walk into a grocery store, you look around, mm-hmm. you see all the products. Yeah. About eight companies own all of that. Yep. That's very wow. true. So good luck. Fucking isn't Johnson it, Johnson. Isn't it awesome? Nestle's uh, RJR Reynolds. Uh, yeah. Uh, or is it RJ Reynolds? I Mars. Guess it, oh, RJR yeah. Nabisco. That's right. Yep. Um, isn't it interesting, Todd, to just, you know, Matt and, and Jeff are just so jaded <laughs> and cynical, but they'll still, you know, argue with each other about things they agree on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. It's true. <laughs> Matt shakes his head. It's north versus south. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you mean so. great white north versus south? Yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> Lincoln was the worst president <laughs> ever. Or as I call it, white versus white. Yeah. <laughs> white on white. You don't fight. You're both white. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was fun. That was interesting. That was weird. Anyway. It's, yeah. it's all that and more. But it is, and a, it's free. It is a, it is a functional. It is a functional game. So there you go. There's that. I, I, I wouldn't mind downloading and reading it. I, I do fear uh, that my brain will melt, a la H.P. Lovecraft, if I did. But okay, that's that's a risky take. It, it, it can only improve risk. Things. Risk is our business. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. That's what this <laughs> podcast is all about. <laughs> That's why we're on her. Oh, yeah. Is that why we're on her? Yeah, yeah. risk. <laughs> we want risk. Oh, we, we so want no prophylactics. Yeah, what I'm no, oh. no. You, did you see the that... double entendre I did there? I did that for Kirsten and the... News you, you give see, a shit about. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Put the Rasta banana away. What's... Wow, put the Rasta banana away. Dirty. <laughs> Somebody has to take Andy's. Birthday. No, we don't. <laughs> Nobody has to. Nobody has to. I was I was at a dinner with with uh, with our uh, our friend, original uh, Trek actor uh, April yes. Bear uh, today with a bunch of other Trek friends. And when April was uh, leaving, April has a couple of rabbits. These are like little yes. rabbit rescues, and they're growing big. They're actually, but it's really funny. We always joke about it because April's not a big pet person. No, and, she's and, not. And somehow she ended up with these two bunnies. It's because she wasn't the one that rescued them. Yeah. But uh, in, in uh, the, the segue for this is uh, Jeff mentioning the innuendo. When April was like, okay, guys, I got to leave. It's I got to go feed the bunny. And I was just like, that sounds so wonderfully dirty. And she actually sat there and repeated it to herself as though like to figure out how it was dirty. Feed the bunny. Oh, I guess so. So, <laughs> anyway. You know, it wasn't funny because she didn't come up with the joke. Ow. Oh, wow. Stabbed. Wow. Yeah. Stabbed. I didn't even know this person, but I was burned. <laughs> <laughs> you burned her bunny. Ow. Whoa. Ooh, talk, wow. about, talk about that's risk. A, that's an Wabbit season. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's hunting wabbits. <laughs> uh, Todd? News don't give a shit about... <laughs> At the DC Nation panel at New York Comic Con. That's right. Don't give a shit. Co-publishers Dan Didio and Jim Lee revealed a new comprehensive DC timeline. Oh, my God. Settling once and for all which heroes came first, how different eras break down, and what continuity will look like moving forward. Sure. Quote, the whole idea here now is, from our standpoint... 
We're trying to organize a sense of when the DC stories took place and how they all fit together, unquote, uh, Didio said. Uh, Didio stressed the need for the timeline as an internal document as much as for something for fans to pour over, noting that DC's ambitious 2011 New 52 reboot fell short in spots where his team, quote, didn't spend enough time to figure out what works in continuity, unquote. No shit. So far, the publisher has not released images of the document. Uh, what we do know is that there are now four definitive generations for DC, beginning with Wonder Woman's arrival in Man's World before World War II. Uh, Generation 1 will also include the Justice Society of America, the All-Star Squadron, and the Freedom Fighters. Generation 2 began with Superman and featured the Justice League and Doom Patrol before giving way to Gen 3 with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Flashpoint marks the start of Generation 4, the current era, and extending into the future of the just-reintroduced Legion of Superheroes. Starting at the present and working backward, Didio and Lee did not seem to meaningfully distinguish between the New 52 era, which began at Flashpoint, and the soft reset of 2016's DC Comics Rebirth, which melded many aspects of pre-Flashpoint continuity. You following me so far, gentlemen? It's clearing up so much. Marvel just must be like... Yeah. Marvel must be like, we didn't even have to try. Look at these guys. Like, well, Marvel's done their own fair share of... Yeah, but at least they had hits along the way. These guys are like, oh, oh fuck, that didn't work. Oh, oh that yeah. didn't fucking work. <clears throat> oh, we're a bunch of idiots. Well, oh. I also I also like how it's just... When was this? When was this document made, Todd? Because it seems like it ends with fifty-two, and it's like they've done a couple of reboots since then. Oh yeah, they? no, it's no, it's it's fifty-two, and then uh, po the post reset in twenty sixteen, and then onward. He said all of this. Well, that's that's, I, that's fourth generation. I'm looking at Andy in the rain. I'm sorry. Don't look at Andy oh in the rain. Oh my god! Why is he in the rain? Uh, because someone left an Andy <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> He's, uh, What's he saying? Like I don't know. I have the subtitles off, and the carny crap is running down. <laughs> <laughs> it's the closest thing he's seen to a shower in over a month. Oh. <laughs> I don't want that. I got recipe. nothing else. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, you. There was plenty there. They just all come out of their carny wagons and like. Clean, clean. Everybody get clean. <laughs> They're running around naked. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, this be, I, what the fuck? <laughs> this whole this whole reboot thing though, it's just I don't know. It oh, is oh, what it more. is. Oh, there's oh, more. Oh, oh, oh. Well, of course there is. Weren't you this listening? Soft, soft, soft reboot. <laughs> so reestablishing Wonder Woman as a World War II era hero, as she oh, is in the films, yeah. introduces many possibilities, but also contradicts World War One how she has been portrayed in the 30-some years since Crisis. It is World War I. Uh, Didio did, say World War did, say, uh, did not say when or in what format the DC timeline would be published, but will likely come after December 2019's conclusion of Doomsday Clock, the 12-issue miniseries by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank that has explored how Watchmen's Dr. Manhattan meddled with reality to create the post-Flashpoint universe. That series has experienced several delays and as a result has already struggled against story elements introduced by ongoing titles. Quote, what you see right now is a story that will be consistent. 
Didio said timelines, <laughs> new <Yeah>. continuity. <laughs> I just don't like that they have done the whole quote definitive answer to the who would win in a race between Flash and Superman. Did you see that one this week? Oh, was that this week? I thought that was already five years ago. No, it was a recent. And it was just and it part was of Superman like, one. All, all Superman one. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Superman one. No, but uh, no, you didn't. T- all to get back a Lex Luthor because he heard him. Yeah, like scheming. he was basically Luthor con- uh, conned him into doing this race, and uh, apparently Luthor. If Superman won, Luther would donate X amount of money to charity. It was like a couple billion or something. And yeah. of course, using his super hearing, Superman heard Luther's plan. Yes, I know. Trust me. I, I would love to hear Big's take on this because, as much as a big Superman fan as he is, I I think he would even have an issue. Why? Careful what you ask for, Jeff. It it's so it 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 honestly is weird to me that DC actually has a problem with letting somebody. Have something over Superman. I, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. It should be that's Flash. Exa- that was exactly my yeah. point. You know, Flash is supposed to be the fastest man alive. He's supposed to have not a, man. a direct yeah, connection. That's, 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 <laughs> that is the DC editor's answer. He's not yeah. a man. But I mean, <laughs> the Flash is supposed to have a direct connection to the Speed Force. Sure. Why? And why can't you can't let him have that? Why can't? Yeah, the man can not? run through time. Why can't? <laughs> I mean, he but have he can't that. be faster than. I Superman. don't get it. It's just it's so it's like Superman a, ran through time. Yeah, Superman is is wonderful. Whatever. Just let Flash right. have this one. Yeah. Why can't any other character have one thing over him? Yeah, I no. I agree. I agree. I read also an article, um, a, a scoop, um, that. Uh, why Marvel or Miss Marvel wasn't more prevalent in Avengers Endgame is because they don't want to toy with the idea of having a super powerful character run around rampant like DC Superman. They were saying that, like one of the directors. Well, the uh, mm. Russo's basically one of the more powerful. Yeah, Marvel. they. It was almost like the way that it was set up. Everybody was expecting her to be the one to take out Thanos, which they kind of did at the very beginning easily. of the but. film. But they also kind of made it like a red herring so that the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe begins and ends with Tony Stark. He starts everything off, and then he's the one to snap. So it was it's sort of a misdirection in a way, I guess, is basically what they were trying to say in the interview. So, yeah, I I saw the same thing you're talking about. Oh, I I thought it was a... a an anti-social justice oh, no, warrior. Oh my god! No, it was an actual. It was an actual article. I know. I know. No. 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 I know. I'm. I'm just. And that was a direct quote. It's like we don't want to run into the same problem that DC is having with their most powerful character. <laughs> well, they didn't directly reference. Yeah. But yeah. But, you, but the I, other guys. I guess powerful, you could insinuate. Yeah. Yeah. Just let. Like let the guy let run s- faster than Superman. Like come on. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. It just pains me that they have fucking Batman, Superman. Like, I know. (sighs) It does. It does as well. Because it's it's like, why not? Why not just let Flash have this one? Uh, You know, Wonder Woman. Okay, she doesn't have to be stronger than Superman. And uh, you know, uh, uh, Pharaoh Lad doesn't have to be the Lad of Steel. With I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. This kind of fell apart midway through. I can see by the look on Torgo's face. You Flash, broke him. Yeah. Flash, you got to give him that one. Yeah, give him oh. that one. <laughs> News don't give a shit about yeah. 
Disney is working on a live-action Inspector Gadget film from Aladdin producers Dan Lin and Jonathan Irich. Also attached are Saturday Night Live writers Mike Day and Streeter Seidel. What a name. Streeter Seidel. That's our boy's name. Streeter Seidel. I like that. That's his name. Streeter. What the fuck? The Inspector Gadget cartoon debuted in 1983, pitting the inept hero against the villainous Dr. Claw. In the end, it was often down to his niece Penny and the dog Brain to save the day. Many of the original episodes are available on Wild Brain's official YouTube channel. Matthew Broderick starred in a previous live-action adaptation in 1999, but did not return for the 2003 straight-to-video sequel. Because what we need more of... I know. Inspector we could, Gadget. We could have a fucking rebooted Highlander, but no, we got Inspector Gadget to look forward to. Fucking. <laughs> God. Weekend Geek! Yay. I'm just trying to think. Have they done any new animated series of Inspector Gadget to even justify doing a rebooted film? Not that I'm aware of, but I'm not on the pulse of all the cartoon okay. happenings out there. There's a lot of them. Well, maybe somebody out there with kids can let us know whether there is or isn't because I'm just trying to think about as far distant as we are from when the original cartoon debuted, if there hasn't been an updated version of the cartoon, who is this film for? What audience is this for? Because it's going to probably be a kid's film, but... Kids not gonna know who that, that are going to go yeah. that would be of the age to go see this film aren't going to know the character. Anyway, maybe they'll address that in the film. I don't know. Is it further back than Highlander? That's what I don't know. Because if they're not doing Highlander, then obviously that's why they're not doing it. Wow. Matt just hit Cat with a bottle, knocking no, him off I did the not. table. Then I hit him just, with just, the bottle. He Come just on. swung it. Oh, and yes. hit my innocent cat. Oh, who cats came, are never innocent. Who came up to <laughs> quote, say, unquote, air quote, innocent. Yeah, to, no. to say, I love you. Oh. He was giving the gift of, of love, love. <laughs> to Matt. And I rejected it. And Matt just took a bottle to him. Gave him oh. the gift of SWAT. He seems really broken up about it, too, Kirsten. And I was giving my bag the gift of scratch. Yeah. He's giving your your bag the gift of love. Hello. Yeah. Stop that. <laughs> he's he's fidgeting, so he wants to go out, and I said no, and yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, too bad. Uh, I, I know, but you know, hey. Joker has lived up to major box office expectations to set a new October opening weekend record. The uh, film earned $93.5 million at the domestic box office this weekend, placing it $13 million ahead of last year's record-setting Venom to become the highest opening October release of all time. Wow. Superhero movies. Joker cruised to an October record with his first night at the box office, earning $13.3 million in Thursday screenings. And that was the difference between that and Venom. It kind of was, wasn't it? Conspiracy. Then, then blowing up to nearly $40 million on Friday. Well, by Joker the, blows up things. By the end of the weekend, it's $93.5 million total. You didn't need to add the up on the end. You could just left it at Joker. I didn't want to upset Matt. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> It wasn't just the best October opening of all time, but one of the best R-rated openers of all time. <gasps> Deadpool. Finishing ahead of both <laughs> It Chapter 2 and Logan to earn the fourth highest opening for an R-rated film ever. 
Joker Deadpool opened in more than see. 70 oh. international markets this weekend and earned a total of $140.5 million, making his global total $234 million. Did anybody here go see Joker? Not. No. I have not. Not yet. I didn't either. I didn't want to get shot because all the <laughs> shootings that were happening. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. All the death and... All those incels. What do they call them incels? Is that what it is? I don't know what they call mm. them. Well, right. that and, you know, I'm so pale and my lips are so red. I, they, oh, yeah. They wouldn't let me they in. They wouldn't let you in. You know, even though I had no makeup. I need to get in the right mindset to go see Joker. I just... I don't know. I, I don't know. From what little I've heard of this movie, that's going to be a difficult mindset, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he, I heard he, it. wants, it's, he wants it's... to connect with the character. No, that's not it. I just... <laughs> I don't know. He wants to kiss I mean, the par- character. It, part of it, it's just my own personal... Jesus? Thoughts on the character. I mean, I, I, I've mentioned you, before on the show, I like... Big butts. I like the enigma of the origin <laughs> of the Joker character. Sure. I don't think you need an origin you story. <laughs> and I realize this is, you know, it's a one-off film. It's not supposed to be, you know. So so you and I will go on a night of purging, The Purge, okay. and then we'll go watch Joker. Oh, yeah, that's okay. the mindset we need to get in. All right. <laughs> there you go. Okay. There you so go. I'm looking forward to seeing it. If we make it past. Me too. I'm looking forward to see it. I want to go see it. Do you want to aim for a spoiler discussion for next Monday? Well. Could try. I don't know if I'll get a chance to see it before next Monday. Do you want to push that to another week ahead of that? I think you can see it within two weeks. Yeah, let's do two weeks. We'll we'll do a spoiler discussion when Jeff's ready. (laughs) I have family in town. I can't really. Family. Matt's got family every fucking night, and he goes out and sees movies. (laughs) No, he doesn't. Why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> like just, I'm waiting for you to say, yeah, I see movies. I do see movies. There you, ah! I just haven't seen one in a while, actually. Because I, I oh, scramble. Oh, oh, oh. Be a wafer. Ah! Be a fucking wafer. <laughs> Put something in your mouth. Shut up. <laughs> is that going right. to be your new your new go-to phrase? Eat another fucking wafer. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'll just... Matt, I, eat another fucking wafer. I think I'm going to go with just put something in your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. So not next week, but the week after, we'll do a spoiler discussion on Joker. Okay. Well, right. While it's still a hot take. <laughs> so, I'm, it, you know, it's funny because uh, there have been there have been reviews. I've been hearing that reviews have kind of poo-pooed it. I've heard it all across the board. I've is, seen yeah. people who I well, respect that just thought it was okay. Uh-huh. I've seen people that I respect that absolutely loved it. Okay. I haven't seen anybody that absolutely hated it yet. Okay. I'm. I mean, I, I'm, I don't know. It just it seems like it's going to... It seems like if it if it's done well, it would be extraordinary. <laughs> and I mean, Jesus, when you got Matt and Jacob, no, nah. Jesus, it's like wow. I don't know. <laughs> I'm almost afraid to see the movie. You know what I'm saying? No. Oh, okay. Anyway. VR destination <laughs> franchise, The Void has acquired Marvel's The Avengers for its next journey into the realm of virtual 3D interactive experiences. The Void partnered with VR Masters ILM X Lab to bring Avengers Damage Control to life. And tickets for the multi-location adventure go on sale beginning October 18th. Like Damage Control like the comic? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Because that would be fucking awesome. (laughs) 
Uh, here's here's the description of the experience on the website. Okay. Shuri has recruited your team to test a powerful new prototype design combining Wakandian and Stark technologies. When an enemy from the past seeks to steal the technology, Red you'll skull. fight alongside Avengers like Doctor Strange, Wasp, Ant-Man, and more to stop the attack before they unleash an oppressive new age upon the world. Hmm. Red Skull. You know what? I had such a good time with the Void. I can't wait to see what they do with the uh, the Avengers license. Yeah, I never got to do the Ghostbusters one. And this one apparently is a limited time one as well. Oh. So see it it's, sooner it's, than later. It's right now? It starts in two weeks. Okay. Okay. So Culvern and... Shall we do Shall we do a podcast, uh, you know... I'm going to yell at him for, for not telling us. There? Huh? Huh? Should we go as an entire yeah, group? Yeah, I think we should. If we can arrange it, let's do it. Hey! That's another opportunity to have Vernon on. <laughs> <laughs> As I look slowly towards the control panel. Yay. <laughs> Jeez, Jeff. I don't know. It's like you and I are the ones who enjoy having Vernon on. I I like Vernon, but man, yeah. he does he also gets really negative about some stuff, so That's okay. Everything. You do what I do. Make fun of him. Oh, okay. I Acknowledge Vern. <laughs> Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> Canadian. Maybe Welcome leave, to Matt. the somber part of the show. Uh, comedian and actor Rip Taylor, yes, known as the King of Confetti, has died at the age of eighty-four. Born Charles Elmer Taylor Jr., Rip spent his early years working as a congressional page. After enlisting in the Army, he would entertain the troops throughout the Korean War and began to focus on entertainment after returning to civilian life. He made his mark with his flamboyant, over-the-top delivery, often tossing a handful of confetti into the air, earning his nickname. He became a staple in ensemble game shows of the 70s and 80s, like Match Game and Hollywood Squares, and a number of noteworthy genre roles, particularly in animation due to his unique vocal delivery. His first major role in animation was 1979 Scooby Goes Hollywood. And years later, he'd appear in two more Scooby-Doo projects, What's New Scooby-Doo in 2002 and Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico in 2003. He also voiced the genie in 1990's DuckTales the movie. Additionally, he had roles in Popeye and Son, The Snorks, and The Jetsons. Later, he had recurring roles as Uncle Fester in the early 1990s animated series The Addams Family. His last role was the 2012 horror flick Silent But Deadly. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was a gas. He uh, he lived in here, here in Vegas, too. Did he? Yeah. You yeah. also might know him from the end of the Jackass movies. Yeah. Yeah, I actually uh, ran into him a couple times just randomly out in public. You threw some confetti in your face. No. <laughs> oh. Once, ironically, once was at the sprint store. He followed store. Jeff around for days. <laughs> once was just at the sprint store one time. He was there getting. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Getting phone stuff That's taken Verizon care of. Shit. And That's then uh, the other was like. <laughs> it. Yeah. You totally fucked that up. Oh, Matt, fuck. That, that just. Man, Jeez. Jeff wasn't laughing. Yeah. And the other time he was just shopping at one of the malls. He was just. Going from store to store shopping. We worked with him once as the Oz characters. He was really Oh yeah? It dude, it is so weird how Oz character Whoops. You're right there, uh, Andy? Yes. <laughs> uh how Oz characters would just make 
some of the older celebs sentimental. Right. Because he would he he'd start talking about oh I knew uh, you know. Um, uh, I actually forgotten who he was talking about because it was it was it wasn't all of them, but but he was talking about it when he met us and just then starts kind of talking about old Hollywood. It was it was just it was it was really really kind of sweet and touching. I, you know, Felix I, is like that too when he starts talking about old Hollywood. It's really fascinating. Yeah. You just want to sit there and listen to him. Oh, the, the story Felix who played Felix, uh, Felix Silla. Silla. Yeah. Yeah, occasionally, occasionally it'd be like that with uh, Beverly Washburn, oh, okay. who I sometimes work with. My my favorite Beverly thing was uh, we everyone was like, so when she's you in the Star Trek episode, right? Yeah, that one. okay, yeah. yeah I met her. When you did Star Trek, did Shatner hit on you? And it was really funny because she was always like, no, and she actually looks kind of confused. She's like, he, you know, he had a reputation and everybody warned me, but he was just very sweet and nice to me when I got on set. And it was just, it was just really funny. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I just want to intrude on the conversation. That you're here for that. That's your, that's oh, not an okay. intrusion. That's why you're. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. But it, it, it is, it is kind of funny. That in boy, oh boy, his, his hair piece. Yeah. That was. Uh, I remember we ripped it off at the end of that ep- that uh, movie. Which, which was it? The first or second Jackass? It was the first one, right? The first Jackass movie. Maybe. Wow. I'm pretty sure it was the first one where he like rips his his toupee off. Holy and, mackerel! And, it, and he's just bald. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Okay. It's funny because you're looking at it and then you you know you look at the sides. You, okay, where are they blending it in? And you look and you look and you're like, I don't. There's not do. There's no blending anywhere, is there? <laughs> No, Kit, you're not going out. That's right. Just say hi to Matt. <clears throat> also, we lost Philip Gipps, a prolific poster artist, graphic designer, and advertising executive, died at the age of 88, perhaps best known for designing the movie posters for Richard Donner's Superman, the sci-fi classic Alien, and the horror masterpiece Rosemary's Baby. Interesting. Uh, some of Gibbs's work has found home at the permanent collection at the Museum of Modern Art in New York, including his movie poster for the 1974 softcore film Emmanuel. Oh, yeah. He also de- designed the logo for ESPN, which is still being used by the network to this day, as well as for the History Channel and, and the rock band 38 Special. <laughs> okay. 38 Special Music Cube, Matt. No, just ESPN. Oh, I see. So caught up in you, Matt. <clears throat> There you go. Six episodes of the original Twilight Zone are coming to theaters via a partnership between Fathom Events and CBS Home Entertainment. We saw that movie. The uh, the one-night yeah. event on Thursday, November 14th, is being held in honor of the show's 60th anniversary. 60th. In addition to the episodes, Good audience old. members will be treated to an all-new short documentary remembering Rod Serling about the anthology's creator. The episodes to be screened are Walking Distance, Time Enough to Last, the Invaders, The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, Eye of the Beholder, and To Serve Man. Running for 156 episodes between 1959 and 1964, The Twilight Zone cemented itself as one of the greatest TV shows ever made. Using the genres of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy, the series explored human themes of paranoia, death, social norms, humanity's technological march into the future, and more. Several revivals and reboots of the anthology have taken place over the years. The most recent iteration comes from executive producers Jordan Peele and Simon Kinberg, which was renewed for a second season on CBS All Access. You guys, you have you talked about which one of you have seen it? Uh, you, I, I you've saw seen some couple. 
uh, the, the new first, Twilight Zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, saw I like saw the mo- first five because they had only got up to that point when I canceled my my all access subscription. Matt, but, he uh, remembered. And I saw a five up to the point that Jeff canceled his CBS. <laughs> 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 oh. So, so uh, I seem to remember you guys were kind of okay. With yeah, they were. They were all right. I, mean, I, I liked it. That some are better than others. Uh, right. A little more ham fisted. Again, I think we discussed this before. We talked about it a little bit. Some old episodes of Twilight Zone are ham-fisted as well with its sure. social commentary. Mm. Uh, I like these are as well. I liked the one with the comedian, where the you know every time he tells the joke, it it rewrites history, and he's the only one See, aware. That's the one I thought was just you okay. Thought it was just okay. I like the the one that followed it with the time loop of, oh, okay. of the police officer and the African American family. Yeah, that one was that one was uh, downright chilling. Yeah, yeah, and it kept getting more and more. Like anxiety ridden, like I mean, yeah. I, I remember just keep every as the episode kept going forward. I'm just like, oh my god, what is going to happen next? Oh yeah. Every time they think they've figured, she thinks she's figured something out. It there he is again. And then there's the one with the disease that makes uh, people with testosterone become violent. Everybody's got testosterone. Watch the episode. <laughs> um. Okay, I was kind of curious about that. I enjoyed it. I look forward uh, to seeing more and the second season right. once it begins. I, uh, I guess Fathom's doing more of these, um, you know. They're doing a quote lot. Quote, unquote, classic. It's crazy. TV series shot in the theater. Uh, well, they just did Friends. Uh, they did a couple episodes of Friends for their, is it 25th anniversary now? Oh, wow. Something oh, crazy like that. Oh, I feel a little old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they, yeah, they, they had like a screening with like two episodes. In the theaters. Ah, uh, friends. Jennifer Aniston and her pointy. Aniston? Aniston and her pointy. Pointy bra. Oh, no. She, uh, she so it, it, it was a, a bra, but yes, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. What great hair. Great hair. Wow. Yeah. They saved money on lighting. Because those headlights were always on. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, DC Universe. <laughs> Did she ever talk about that? Like, why? I wonder... Okay. No, Just. it was funny because I read an interview where the interviewer actually pointed out in the interview, you know, he's like the trademark perkies were there. It was really funny. Did she just look at him or what? No, no, no. He didn't say it to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff from Rolling Stone. The trademark perkies are there. <laughs> no. He remarked in the uh, article. Oh, man. Remember those days? DC Universe, the uh, comic TV and film streaming service, made some new announcements. Comic? Yeah, they did, you can watch digital comics on DC, DC streaming. Did we ever talk about that? Yeah, when, yes. when it came out. A long time ago. I think okay. it was the news you don't give a shit about. Oh. Uh, the home of Titans, Doom Patrol, and only one season of Swamp Thing. The upcoming Harley Quinn series and more has been in a bit of a corporate flux as part of the AT&T Warner Media Empire. DC Chief Creative Officer and Publisher Jim Lee introduced two new series coming to the second year of DCU. Uh, one is DCU, Y-O-U, Unscripted. Yeah, Matt. And Bizarro TV. Now, DCU, uh, Unscripted, is a competition show focused around pitching unscripted video content for this service. Think Project Greenlight, but for a show about superheroes. 
Lee will serve as judge on the program, which will see three of its finalists produce pilots with one winner getting their own show on DCU. Andy, we have a project when you get back. Bizarro TV is an anthology mixed media series promising to explore the stranger edges of the DC Universe. Uh, Ambush Bug, Space Cabbie, The Creeper, and Sam Bradley all get roles in this oddball show that promises a mix of live action, animation, and puppets. It am great! (laughs) Also, Stargirl has completed principal photography and is on its way to premiere in 2020, while Harley Quinn's executive producers announced the release date for that show is November 29th. So I I like the idea of this DC liquid television. Sure. I hope it is that bizarre. That would be cool. If you're not aware, Liquid Television was an experimental show on MTV in the early 90s that would appear late at night and be a mixture of animation puppets and weirdness. Yep. Uh, isn't that where we got uh, Beavis and Butthead and Ian Flux? Um, Ian Flux, Ian Flux yes. Beavis and Butthead, no. Okay. Boom. That, be, okay. that was the Mike and Ike short film festival or whatever. I think... The one with the alien that lived in the guy's head, which if I was just called the head, I think was the name of. I think that spun out of okay Liquid TV, as well. Okay, there there were a bunch of like really kind of odd. It was an odd show. Yeah, it was it was stoner material through and through. Yeah, and and Aeon Flux was completely without any dialogue, so it yeah. was it was all visually driven. So you never quite knew where, where each episode was going, and then always seemed to be some kind of a twist, either midway or right at the end of each episode. But with that fly in the eyelashes, yeah. I got instantly confused. But instantly iconic, though, because that's exactly what I think of when I think of Ian Flux. Because didn't her character die like multiple times in the? I like, don't know. I usually got in about a minute past the fly in oh. the eyelash and didn't <laughs> okay. really watch after that. <laughs> All right. Writer Zach Penn who'd been working on a Warner Brothers Matrix project for years before the announcement of the new Wachowski sequel, took to Twitter this weekend to clarify that the new movie isn't simply an evolved version of his project, but that it's a completely separate thing. Altogether? Altogether. Fine, don't run with it. I was was waiting for you to start. It's a completely different thing. A a veteran sci-fi writer with credits that range from X-Men to the Avengers, Penn has long maintained that whatever he's been up to in the Matrix playground will not emerge as a reboot. So we have two Matrix movies currently in production. Two? Yeah. The Wachowskis and the one that Zach Penn has been working on these years. Well, Zach Penn should work on Highlander. Yeah. I'll call him. Okay. Get on that. Get on that. The Atari VCS is dropping a ton of Atari games thanks to a new partnership with Anstream Arcade. Are they doing it in a pit in Mexico? Dot, 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 dot. According to a release, the upcoming retro game Arcade will link up with its own version of the streaming service in order to play the largest collection of Atari 2600 games available on demand, in addition to Anstream's original content. The Anstream Arcade app will launch with the console, offers a 30-day free trial, costs either $9.99 a month or $7.99 a month when off- offered for a year. That's uh, the commercial version, $7.99? Uh, Advertising? Right, uh, in the yeah, middle, right in the middle of your pitfall? <laughs> like, Hulu. With 50 Atari games like Yard's Revenge and Eat Wendy's. Pong. 
available at launch, the service will add more steadily over the course of the relationship. McDonald's. Right before it hits the paddle. You're like, God damn it. The Atari VCS is available for pre-order now and is aiming for a March 2020 release. Oh, that, <laughs> that really. Yeah, I lose Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, no, Jeff is uh, Jeff's done. <laughs> no, it's not it. it just uh, get that wave, you know, of Atariness. So the the, the buco de pepo is hitting you right now, isn't it? Uh, not bad. It was just one of those like moments. It's just like, Ugh. wow, you guys went to buco pedos, buco <laughs> de pepo. Oh, I thought it was beppo. We went to. <laughs> Geppettos. We went to Geppettos. Geppettos, Pedos. Okay. That's just... Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. Horrible film. Horrible, <laughs> horrible film. The specials, are they good? Yes, they're great. <laughs> the nose grows. Come I mean, with me. There'd be Buco Pedos there. They've been working on that VCS for a while, though, right? Wasn't it? And like announced last year. Yes. Okay. I know. He doesn't run with Buco Pedos. No, he He's like VCS. we were going. We had gold. We yeah, had gold. I know. Just like I know. well, you bur- had burnished tin. <laughs> you had iron pyrite, sir. <laughs> <laughs> or, That's or a chemistry joke. Or maybe he's saying wrong. He's saying I have fool's gold. Look at this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I did. That's exactly what I said. So proud. <laughs> I know. Look you at him. Should be. <laughs> A new documentary has emerged at Fantastic Fest that's unpacking some behind-the-scenes insights into the curious and enduring legacy of A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. And how was that one? Uh, Director Roman Chibienti and Tyler Jensen have gotten buzz for Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, which is about the personal story of Mark Patton who starred as Jesse Walsh in Nightmare 2. The documentary zeroes on how Patton's performance ignited a fascination with the homoerotic subtext of the film and how it defined his acting career in the years that followed. That stopped Kay in his tracks. I'm just trying to remember that film. Yeah, I, I am too, because I'm like, <laughs> like where what, the hell is... What homoerotic wait, subtext? Wait. Have you not seen... Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge? I have, but it's been a while. It is so gay. It is drippingly gay. Okay. It is full full on. Maybe I'm confusing it with a different nightmare because I'm sitting here. I'm trying to run through it in my head and I'm like. um, The film is a full allegory of coming out of the closet and being in the closet. Okay. You cannot miss the gay in this movie. Maybe I need to. They made a documentary. Okay. About it. All right. Okay. You, you must watch, watch it. Party it's fa- it's f- yes. amazingly fascinating. And Mark Patton, unfortunately, became kind of a pariah after this film. He couldn't get work. Okay. Uh, mostly because a lot of people, when they saw it, somehow missed the gay in it. But you, oh well, my that God. Was two of us. Yeah. <laughs> <It's the game. laughs> you two need to watch it and sitting very close together when no, you do. Oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> It's a, it's yeah. Watch it with your new with new 2019 eyes. Okay, and you're gonna be like, how did I miss this? <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's just I, maybe it's just been so long since I've seen the film. Whether it's like, Mark Patton's amazing, his... <laughs> Mark Patton's amazing dancing. Okay, the the fact that he 
confides in his best friend more than his girlfriend and kind of just runs away from it. The, the whole thing is a allegory of coming out. It's amazing. Okay. The fact that the writer was able to, and director were able to get this made the way that it is, mind-boggling. Hmm. I cannot wait to see this documentary. Oh, my God. You guys, I've I, I got to bring over Nightmare on Elm Street 2. You've got to watch it. It's a whole new movie than what you remember. Viewing party. Marvel Entertainment has revealed a new publishing partnership, oh, with British gaming company Games Workshop. Oh, yeah, I saw this. That will see Marvel take on the comic book license for the very, very, very popular Warhammer franchise. Wait, why, is this in, why isn't this in news you don't give a shit about? Launched in 1983, Warhammer is a, let me tell you about it, it's a tabletop miniature game franchise <laughs> is that, it? Blends, uh, that sorry, blends medieval battle with influences from science fiction and fantasy games. It does? Uh, with properties including Warhammer 40K, which is very, very good, and the more traditional Warhammer Age of Sigmar, which replaced original fantasy battle franchise in 2015 and includes a mythology of eight mortal realms in conflict with each other. Uh, the property has an extensive mythology. Let me tell you about the Black Library that has been expanded oh, yes. through prose yep. novels, audiobooks, graphic novels published by Games Workshop under that Black Library label. Marvel is going to be making Warhammer comics, people. It will. That's crazy nuts. And and this is this is about coming out of the closet. Yes. Oh, oh you've been gone for that the whole thing. I had to pee. Yeah. Warhammer 40K is yeah. an allegory of of homosexuality and coming out of the closet. Yep. The emperor is <laughs> clad in gold and he talks like talks yes. bard. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, or, Seeing or, Radius and uh, or, Horus. Or no. represent uh, ultra-conservative evangelicals mm. that are going against the empire, which is just... Fabulous. Fabuloso. <laughs> yeah. Trey Fabuloso. Um, Have it, you seen Fulgrim? <laughs> Fulgrim? Is queen-tastic. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Decked in purple. Uh, um, uh -huh. It looks like they're trying to get some attention. Like, hey, Hollywood. Well, come no, on. Games Workshop's being a lot more liberal with the license now. Yeah, so well, that, that, that's that's sort of what I mean. Because yeah. I just I was at War Room Games today, and I just saw Munchkin 40K. Uh -huh. Oh, yes. Ooh. Christmas present, guys. I, you know what? <laughs> I didn't you know buy what, guys? It. You know what? Because that looks that actually looks kind of that actually looks kind of cool. Uh -huh. It's gonna be um, a good time. It, uh, it, and, but and, I mean, there's okay. That that license, there's been there should a be. sad amount of or, there should actually, be tons of great stuff. Yeah, there's been a sad amount of not having a lot. I of mean, that stuff. stuff like it's they've they've made something. Whether it's the fantasy or the 40k, they've made something iconic. I would say the 40k has more of a story than the fantasy. Well, I think that changed with Age of Sigmar. Age of yeah. Sigmar. That's I think that was what the whole focus. The fantasy battles. Yeah, the old maybe. original Warhammer. Uh, it had its novels, it had its stories, but it was very nebulous Gore in how it all worked together. <laughs> yes, uh, but they 
basically took a apocalyptic approach to the fantasy battles world, and now it is further on in time, the age of Sigmar. And there were a shit ton. And everything is well-defined story-wise, order versus chaos versus yeah. the death realms. And there's a there's a shit ton of Sigmar books. I mean, yes. nothing compares, nothing compares, of course. To you. To, to you. Uh, no, 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 you're going to say to the uh, Horus Heresy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but... But um, there, I that's noticed a, that's some light reading, guys. Get on it; you'll be done in a day. <laughs> I noticed a, a shit ton of uh, of uh, Age of Sigmar. Oh, look, man, they make that that subtitle so damn small. You got it. Which which Warhammer is this? You oh, got to yeah. really get down close. You just get to know the fonts. That's what but it comes dude, down to. They've got they've got so many. They have given out licenses for so many different game systems, game engines. To, to do a Warhammer something. There was another game, I can't even fucking remember it. Um, it was on the it was on the top shelf, big fucking box, Warhammer something, and it's it's it's, it's Warhammer. I bet it was, it was, your the, mama. I bet it was the Titans game. Uh, maybe. Titanicus or something like uh, that. Could be, yeah. Well no not Titanicus. Big one, that's the nah. Or is it Necromunda? Uh, no no or no. Or is it Blood Bowl? These are not no, these are not uh, games Workshop, oh. Warhammer games. This is this is this is like another type of Warhammer Munchkin. It's a oh. it's another game system. That oh, uh, Blackstone or Black Fortress, something like that. I think maybe I, yeah. yeah I that's think. the Warhammer 40k board game. Yes, that's yeah, but more it's a along, massive box. Yeah, that's yeah. more along the lines of say Descent. Maybe, maybe, but uh, the Blackstone uh, Fortress. Yeah. Now is that from G? G? Yeah. It, yes. is? it is. It is. It yes. is from Games Workshop. Okay, because but I mean they, it doesn't look like it, but it all is. right because they're putting out they're they're putting out a lot. Dude, of, I mean well, this, they they've made some crap. Like just use computer games in general. Like sure. Dawn of War series, amazing. Space Marine, amazing. That's it. There, there's Warhammer uh, Fire Warrior, shit first person shooter. There's the Warhammer 40k MMO that was okay, and then just I don't know what that the hell they did. should. The Warhammer Fantasy one. Was what, now, okay. now were were the yeah, MMOs poorly made or something? Because yeah. I would suspect that 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 actually should have been that actually should have been huge. That is an incredibly fucking rich world. I'm gonna with, guess with they a, were poorly made. Yeah. Uh, what was that terrible <laughs> CG direct to video? Yeah, there's movie that, that you one watched with that you were like a third of the way through. He was just the like, I can't. It, it looked like, horrible. It sounded horrible. It was it like was 90 horrible. minutes and like 30 minutes in. He's like, I, I just can't. He stopped. It, it was just it yeah, was bad. Yeah, the Ultramarine one or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah something was, like that. I'm just like, oh my, do it properly. That's, that's an, I, I don't, I don't e- get Even it. some of the comics that they've released in the past haven't been all that great. It's weird. Maybe it's just who they're choosing. And, and going with Marvel. Marvel. Going with Marvel. 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 They're uh, they're actually uh, Marvel Tov. No, going with Marvel, they're actually they're actually trying to be a little more careful about it because um, it's incre- it's it's ridiculously rich and it's incredibly iconic. Well, we have the TV show coming up of Eisenhorn. They're working on that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there actually somebody is working on a movie. They they. Games Workshop used to be so insular and so tight right. with everything they did. They had absolute control and just piecemealed things out. Now, I don't know who got in and charged and yeah. switched that shit up, but doling out licenses left and right and saying, let's try this new experimental game, yeah. and it's working. It should, because it's 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 an incredibly rich uh, rich vein of mine. It it. Absolutely is incredible. Sure, and 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 it led to the two fantastic teams of the Cavity Creeps 
versus Trudeau's prophecies. <laughs> <laughs> what's your I can't even say what, it. What's, well, what's your brown face? Write to us comments. Oh my ugly. god! No, don't, don't tell me. You, you should just know. call it the Trudeau Browns. That just call it that. Then let people ah, wonder what ah, it means. The t- Trudeau Hot Browns. Oh, or, or here god. you go. Here you go. The True Dat Browns. <laughs> True Dat Browns. True Dat Browns. Oh wow! I uh, wouldn't. <laughs> True Dat Browns. God. No, yeah, don't do that. Um, oh, I'm gonna do it. No, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. Nobody tells Matt Marshall to not do it. Yeah, they could do. Puts, they could. No, nobody puts halflings in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> they could halflings do a, corner. Halflings. Corner. They could do a couple of good movies too. What you on could Blood do a, Bowl? No, no, no. On uh, oh. on for the Warhammer license, forty k actually. It's so, so you fucking could, huge. You you can do movie. like you can do a Horace Heresy movie, like three hours long. You could actually do that and just tell the core story. I would not, not be surprised in the Marvel thing that they end up doing Horace Heresy comics. Well, it's, telling the story as the novels are. I just hope it's good art. If it's if it's good art, it'll be. There's cool. been some great if art in the done past. Well. I've seen yeah. some great painted Warhammer 40K comics. Sure. But the stories have just been okay. Yeah. Well, it kind of like Ghostbusters comics. You know, you expect something great, and then you read them, and they're like, this is the best story you can come up with this I universe? It, that, well, that, that was one it, that you gave me to read that was just, it was, it was so... I gave it to you as a punishment. <laughs> is that what it was? <laughs> yes. He put you in the corner, Jeff. Read the Ghostbuster comic. Which, <laughs> it was which, a bad comic. It was it, really well, bad. Well, it's like, it's like Star Wars. The Star Wars comics, the current run... Are very very good stories. Sure. I mean, th- they are they are doing a great job folding into the continuity and building and stuff like that. It's just wonderful. So there's been some bad ones in the Dark Horse days. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, your mileage may vary, but well, sure. Especially sure. in comparison. But I, I mean, just th- this run is just well. Are you are you breaking out all over? I am actually. Oh shit. Yeah. What's your allergy? Write to us, comments at uglycowshow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Uh, 40K. Hey, hey, 40K. I like that. That's, how did it take this goddamn long? I know. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> Make belief, Max. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. I've just got to paint up the armies, Matt. I know. You got to, you got to actually choose the name, though. You've, you seem well, to have, one, co- you seem to have gotten the close. Got, I got, the you got the, yeah, you got the orc name. Yeah, the, yeah, my, my team has a name. That's great. No, 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 no. Listen, you're getting the humans. All right? God. You're getting the humans. Man. Well, they're be, good. It was be the, documented. They're good. In a past episode, I was getting a half orc. They'll be the last, 40Ks. Last week, I wasn't even interested Not the until I wasn't allowed See, to get it. You're misremembering. <laughs> I'm misremembering? Yeah, what? You, you said, I get the half orcs. No, there's no half orcs. It's orcs. It's orcs. Yeah. You put halflings and orcs together. You're half orc. That's what you did. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to get the orcs. Humans are a good team. Yes, right. they are. Uh-huh, right. Orcs are good, too. Halflings sure, are shit. Sure. But I'm going to squash uh, like bugs, don't they? No, they don't. No? That's the halflings. No, the halflings do, though. Oh. Because they're stunty. That's actually a rule in the game. Bug okay. squash. Bug squash. Bug squash. The true dat bug squash. <laughs> true dat? They're like, Frodo, share the load. <laughs> oh, the share the loaders. Share the load of hot browns. I got a load for you. <laughs>